Good morning, and we welcome back to the program for her bi-weekly visit, Congresswoman Erin Halchin, who represents Indiana's 9th District on Capitol Hill. Good morning to you, Representative Halchin. How are you doing on this Monday morning? Good, Tom. How are you? Fantastic. And, uh, of course, uh, a lot of things uh, going on uh, last week. Uh, you introduced your second bill in Congress, and uh, this is the ESG Act. And uh, for those who may not be familiar, uh, what exactly is the ESG Act? Yeah, this is actually the No ESG Act. It's the No Expensive Stifling Governance Act. ESG generally stands for Environment, Social, and Governance. And these are some of the uh, woke proposals that find their way into into shareholder proposals, which may or may not be good for the um, the shareholders. So we have introduced a bill uh, to allow for um, and eliminate a rule that, that uh, would have required duplicative shareholder proposals to be considered um, such that the companies are being bombarded by many of these far-left proposals which interfere with their ability to, to do business and to, um, to take action which would be in the best interest of their shareholders. So it doesn't say that it can't be considered. It just says that the, if the proposals are duplicative, uh, then they don't have to consider them. Now, have you heard from uh, business owners and uh, or shareholders about uh, such tactics? Yes, very many. Um, and, and it started with, uh, you know, with these ESG proposals from the left. Um, and, you know, we've heard that there are uh, some other proposals that are substantially similar that they just get in the way and, and they create a, uh, um, a log jam of the ability of these companies to do, to do their work. So, yes, we've heard from many, um, and this is the first of its kind legislation to put an end to these redundant proposals so that these shareholder meetings can stay focused on the financial best interest of the shareholders in the company. And another bill uh, that you had co-sponsored and uh, brought to the floor for consideration is uh, the uh, Schools Not Shelters Act. And I uh, understand that this is uh, in regard to uh, illegal immigration. Yeah, so I visited the border. I've talked about that visit before, Tom. And, um, you know, it is a crisis. Uh, but, you know, the, the, there are a number of migrants that are being um, relocated to uh, certain areas of the country, uh, New York in particular, has seen um, 2,500 migrants pouring into the city a week, with over 87,000 arriving since last spring. And uh, the government there had taken it upon themselves to push these, push a proposal which would house uh, these migrants in our schools. So. We have uh, put forth legislation and passed it out of the House to send a clear message to uh, the Biden administration and uh, cities across the country that the safety and education of our students should come first. Um, our schools cannot be used to fix the border crisis. Um, they need to be focused on educating kids, and, and that is also and happens to be the action that is the most safe for our school students. So. Um, what I want to prevent is this happening all all across the country. So we took proactive action to to help support this bill, um, so that our schools will stay 
you know, where they properly in the lane of educating students and keeping them safe. There are certainly other opportunities for housing migrants, such as in National Guard centers and, and other things. We're just saying it should be school. And uh, again, this is uh, pretty much uh, for the most part uh, or exclusively, at least right now, uh, New York City where uh, this is a problem. Yes, it's been New York City. Um, we're trying to prevent it from happening, you know, in other parts of the country by taking this proactive step. Um, you know, we certainly don't want our schools in the Ninth District to be um, used to house migrants. Um, there are other options, and we um, we want to protect our students and make sure that the focus of those institutions, uh, whether it's K through 12 or higher ed, is uh, on educating students. And uh, of course, you mentioned the um, you know National Guard centers, and uh, those will pro- there will probably be those who will uh, come back and say, well, that's uh, you know not a good alternative. It uh, seems like it would be uh, uh, maybe not the best possible uh, venue to use it. Uh, what would you say to that? I would say that, and you know, my focus is on keeping these um, the migrants out of our schools. This bill ensures that there's not going to be a future problem for Indiana schools Um, that, you know, that National Guard centers have uh, been used in the past during crises. And um, uh, there are other opportunities um, to provide for migrants. The bottom line is we need to secure the border and protect um, the integrity and the sovereignty of the United States. And right now it is wide open. Um, you know, this is not an ideal situation, but at the at a minimum, we're saying you can't use our schools. And uh, wouldn't the uh, National Guard centers have uh, capabilities, for example, uh, medical screenings and things of that nature? They would have many other um, abilities. National Guard has been used in, in times of emergency during natural disasters and other things. Um, you know, that would be an opportunity to... I think, best serve the community. Um, there's also Red Cross shelters and other places, just not our schools. All right. And then with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick time out. We'll continue our conversation with 9th District Congresswoman Erin Halchin right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To-Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To-Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To-Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our visit with Congresswoman Erin Halchin. She represents Indiana's 9th Congressional District on Capitol Hill. And uh, you uh, had released a statement last week regarding the House passage of the National Defense Authorization Act. And uh, you kind of walk us through exactly uh, what the uh, NDAA is. Yeah, the National Defense Authorization Act is the largest and most important bill that provides for our military to and our national security. So House Republicans, you know, we've always prioritized military readiness, the needs of our service members. And this year's NDAA is no different than that. Um, I was proud to be part of the Rules Committee where we considered 1,600 different amendments to the NDAA. It was a long, long day. I think we started at noon and went to 2.30 in the morning in our consideration of those amendments. Um, 
but we ended up with an NDAA that, that ends far less policies in the military to return the focus to what really matters, our nation's security and what's in the best interest of our servicemen and women. Um, you know, we have delivered in the passage of this NDAA for the brave men and, and women uh, who serve the United States, who make immense sacrifices to defend us. And uh, was this... Um, uh... Was this the uh, uh, bill that uh, someone put forth by uh, Armed Services uh, Committee Chairman Mike Rogers, or did uh, somebody else uh, come up with this? Yeah, this is a product of the HASC. Um, it's a, uh, our House Armed Services Committee. It's a product of the House Armed Services Committee. Um, there are certain things that, um, you know, when Republicans took, took over the House, uh, we made a commitment, and the Speaker made a commitment that we would return to regular order. And part of regular order is to not consider amendments and such that aren't germane to the bill. So a couple of the amendments that did get proposed, one was on the use of military force. That's actually germane to foreign services, um, not at the NDAA. Uh, and um, there are other issues like the Coast Guard that wasn't considered in the NDAA because that uh, happens to pertain to our transportation and infrastructure. So. Uh, Coast Guard protects our our infrastructure uh, and uh, in our ports of entry and our intercoastal waterways, and so um, those things are, will be yet to be considered. But the bulk of the NDAA, the bulk of um, the military, um, you know, the largest portion is through the NDAA to uh, provide for the military, and uh, we accomplished that in the passage of the NDAA last week. And then uh, to uh, lighten things up a little bit here, in conclusion, uh, uh, the uh, Independent Women's Forum uh, published a, a new uh, story on uh, what contend means to you. And uh, can you kind of uh, walk us through exactly uh, what the what this is and uh, you know all the particulars of it? Sure, I was certainly pleased, Tom, that the Independent Women's Forum wanted to um, you know just talk to uh, me about our journey as a family. Uh, in service, and uh, part of that is contending. And my husband and I have um, really raised our kids on on getting out there and boldly, you know, fighting for the things that matter. And um, you know, part of the story was when we came up with this uh, family motto, which is contend, work hard, and have fun. Um, my kids were very young. My daughters, who are now 19 and 17, they were probably seven and five, uh, maybe maybe a little bit older than that. And my husband wrote on a post-it note the word contend, just to remind everyone as we leave the house, you know, let's, let's give it our best effort. Let's fight for things. Let's be bold. Let's go after it. You know, we contend for our faith, um, and we should also contend in life. And um, my daughter, who is a free spirit, uh, my middle daughter, uh, my middle child, she put a post-it note underneath that word that said, and have fun. And then my uh, oldest daughter, who's very much a type A personality, um, came back in and in the between contend and have fun, she wrote, and uh, work hard. So we have that framed in our in our home. Um, it is a word that, that is very personal and meaningful for our family and our service. Um, we uh, use that daily just to remind us to get out there and um, and uh, fight for the things that uh, we believe in and for our uh, 
our district, our state, and our nation. And it sounds like uh, your children uh, took up the mantle there, uh, adding on to the post-it note and uh, uh, kind of uh, putting their, their what they feel is a, a great way to contend. That's right. They definitely put their own personal spin on it, and um, super proud of, of them. They've they've uh, certainly lived up to that um, in a way that is unique to each of them. Uh, my oldest daughter, she's interning on the Hill at the House Education Committee. My middle daughter, is uh, she's a swimmer and a soccer player and wanting to go into digital media production. She'll be the rising senior. And then my son is uh, very musically talented, and he's uh, started a a little uh, garage band and is um, is uh, really um, just as, as talented as, as I wish I were. And, uh, you know, this uh, this kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, some, as you uh, leave a church parking lot, you'll see a sign that will say, for example, uh, uh, you're now entering the mission field. I mean, is that, was there a lot of uh, inspiration kind of uh, drawn on that? Yes, it's definitely rooted in our faith. Um, my husband had given a, a sermon, or I'm sorry, a communion meditation about contending for the faith, and, and it just hit a chord with us um, that, that that is important in all aspects of life. And um, my dad, he was a dentist. He said, Aaron, you can be anything you want to be, just not that. Um, <laughs> but he, he loves serving his community, uh, not so much the practice of dentistry, but he loves serving others. And I think that's certainly where I picked it up. And you know, we've been in, we've been engaged in service, my husband and I, since we were in college. So uh, we met as interns at the State House, and um, the rest, as they say, is history. Um, you know, started raising our family, and we wanted them to certainly be raised on Christian values, but also, you know, in service. And they have to make sacrifices for us to to serve, and um, I certainly want them to have the understanding that their sacrifice. Um, is also um, service to their community. All right. Well, Congresswoman Erin Houchin, uh, we appreciate uh, that information. Also, uh, your time this morning, as always, stay well, and I uh, look forward to uh, talking to you again in about two weeks. Thank you so much, Tom.